Yo, what is up, chumps? Welcome back to the Fantasy Chumps podcast, episode number nine, breaking down the latest news in the NFL. Julio Jones finally has a destination. John, how are you doing today and how do you feel about that? I'm doing great. It's been a good day so far. Uh, It's kind of weird that Julio ended up in Tennessee because that was the, like, you know, number one target, it seemed like, from the beginning of A.J. Brown recruiting him. And then it all kind of seemed like a meme for a little while, and then it actually <laughs> happened. So um, it's good for the Titans. I think fantasy-wise, it's what bad we'll, uh, which, we'll talk, which we'll talk about later. Well, okay. <laughs> well, today... We have our second guest of the podcast. Nate decided to skip out again. He's doing some important stuff. Um, he's moving into his apartment, actually, so that's why I couldn't record. I just I told him to do it while he's doing the moving, but he said no. But joining us today is our deal, dear pal from our fantasy league, Ethan. How are you doing today? It me, it Ethan. Uh, long-time chump, first-time guest. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you had that one written down, didn't you? I, I may or may not have come prepared with material. <laughs> Can you give us a quick backstory of this weekend? How, 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 how well did this fall into play? So, the people <laughs> familiar with the podcast will know that I, uh, I've been putting in the work, you know, basically cornering Leighton, John and Nate at every social function, uh, begging, if not pleading, to be on the podcast. And, you know, uh, you know, sometimes God just shines down on you and gives you an opportunity. You know, you didn't get on your knees and beg, but you, you were pretty close at certain points, I thought. You know, I have a little bit more self-respect than that, but <laughs> I'm not above giving out gift cards and other gifts. Wow, we should have held out longer. I know. Dang. Okay. Um, well, next time, Ethan, you're back on, you're going to give us your top 10 fullbacks. Yeah. Well, now that I'm here, the only thing I'm giving out is some red-hot fantasy football takes. Mm, I don't know. Ethan, we're happy to have you. I don't know if you'll be as red-hot as Scott. <laughs> yeah, red-hot's one way to describe that, but... Great, yeah. great friend of the show. Great yeah, friend of the show. Love you. We love Scott, but... Noted, noted guy. So let's see how hot Ethan's is. Ethan, you are fourth among <clears throat> our league in terms of total wins and win percentage, not including John and Chase, because uh, that'd be very. You've been in it one year. Is that the okay. top of the board? <laughs> okay, you know, it's me. Uh, it's not you, actually. At, the way I'm looking at it, it's not fair. But uh, <laughs> so. Ethan, the Closet Colts fan, how would you describe your positioning in our fantasy football league for the listeners out there? Well, Leighton, I'm glad you started out with a positive statistic about myself. There's probably a lot of negative ones that you could have let off with, so I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I'd say my role in the league is a noted funny man, and uh, <laughs> I basically run the table picking rookies in the draft every year. 
and then you drop them, and then Justin Jefferson ends up on my fantasy team. So thank you so much, Ethan. <laughs> you know, and I'm glad we got to this point. I'd like to just take this minute to advertise that uh, during Kareem Hunt's rookie year, when he oh, led geez. the league in rushing, I did pick him in the 16th round while he was listed as the third string running back for the Kansas State Chiefs. To be fair, it was a good pick. But Spencer Ware, who was our starter last year, he played very well. He got hurt like the week after we drafted, and everybody went to check to see if Kareem Hunt was available. <laughs> and he, we all forgot Ethan drafted him. So he's sitting pretty. It's that kind of foresight that has allowed me to uh, survive in this league. Without it, I would be near the bottom. Well, how, how'd last year go, Ethan? You know, last year was a rebuilding year. <laughs> I had to look deep inside and uh, reevaluate some things. But we're going to come back stronger. We're going to come back wiser. And uh, the revenge tour starts in August. All right. <laughs> John, do you have anything to add to that? Very uh, interesting intro. You know, I don't think I could if I tried. So <laughs> I think I'm going to sit that one out. Uh, spot on. Great takes, Ethan. Comeback tour coming to a theater near you in September. Hey, it's my revenge year because I got second. So uh, I'm sorry, Layton. There can only be one revenge year. You're gonna no, have to you, said, you said it was your uh, comeback tour. So <laughs> my revenge year, your comeback tour. I guess I don't really have anything to, like, avenge. Yeah, I got yeah, last. Just, it's just not yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going up against last year's Ethan, who obviously <laughs> didn't do a great job. Blazing trails. Um, so let's start off the podcast, as we always do, with the question of the podcast. I thought of this one, since we were having Ethan today. As of today, as of this recording, which we were recording on June 7th, if you guys care, without picking yourself, who do you fancy winning our fantasy league next year john uh yeah i'm gonna throw out i'm gonna throw out a name that i don't think anybody's gonna be expecting gosh i, I don't think this will be a repeat name i'm gonna go with chase i think chase Aww. is gonna be the champion next year <laughs> uh, i really do uh, i don't know why i think it's uh just you know the the love connection that we have between Nick Bolton. I, I just, I feel good about it. You know, I mean, how could you feel bad with such a great guy being the yeah. champion of your league? So chase, get her done. Somewhere he is just smiling. The biggest smile I think he's ever smiled before. Actually second since they took Nick Bolton. <laughs> yeah. This is a good chance to remind him that you cannot draft defensive players in our league oh, as much as he will he try. Could. Oh, he, he might try. He might try. If there was a way for me to put him on his team and not do anything, it'd be kind of funny. His teenage should be like Nick Bolton fan club or something. Just keeping that one out there. Ethan, who do you think is going to win our fantasy league next year? I honestly think I, – I think Nate might repeat. Oh, come Ooh. on. I think the waffles, I think it scared him straight. <laughs> I think I think he I think he knows what can happen to him if he doesn't perform and he's going to he's going to carry that into the next this next year. Man, it's so hard not picking myself because I'm going to win, but um all right. <laughs> Take it easy. And I'm not going to pick anyone in here to make them too big. I'm going to go with Joe. Joe. Oh. I think Joe 
because Joe's low-key, you know, he just kind of he drafts his team, he just kind of does his business, and then he goes out and he wins. King of the waiver wire, Joe Dawes. He is. Like, he's not super high in the rankings for the records, but for the past couple of years, he's had pretty solid teams. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think we'll have a new winner this year, so I don't think it'll be Nate, Ben, or Jake. So I think, Joe, this might be your year. Or Chase. It, he falls in line. Hey, Chase does fall in line. I hate to say it, but I do not think that Jake will be winning this year, considering he beat me by, like, three points. Yeah, but you have to remember, he, he has a three fourth-round draft picks. Oh. You know, wow. that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Where I want to please expose who gave those picks to him on the podcast. I can do that. Uh, let's see. I know <laughs> Kyle gave him one, and I feel like Scott, Nate gave him. Oh, Scott, Scott gave him the other one. <clears throat> no, Nate. Nate traded with Ben, and then John and I traded. So I have two fourteenth round picks this year. What did I get from you at twelfth or something yeah. like that? Yeah, stupid. Why, you, why is it stupid? You argued with me over it. Well, you didn't argue with me over it, but you were being stupid about it. Why? Because <laughs> you're like, no, I'm not giving you my 12th round pick. And I think you offered your 13th instead. I don't remember that for sure, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what happened. And then I said deal. no, and you said fine. <laughs> it's a big pick. So. Trevor Lawrence pick. If you pick him with my pick, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the news. We have the big news that we're going to save for the last, but first we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers decides to skip minicamp. He could get fined for that. The team might also not fine him. We'll just kind of see what happens. You know, John, what do you think of that whole situation? At this point, I think he should stay in Hawaii. Looked like he was having a great time out there. <laughs> Maybe come back or host Jeopardy remotely or something. I don't know. Just something other than football. The Packers suck as an organization. They're terrible. I'd be pissed off if I was Aaron Rodgers. I don't blame him for skipping minicamp, honestly. No. More power know. to him. All right. Wow. John's coming out. Guns blazing again. Ethan, do you have anything to add or you want me to go on to next? I mean, I think for Aaron, a trip – a trip to and staying in Hawaii with his extremely famous actress, now wife, is probably worth the 90K. So I'm assuming he's probably just going to eat it. <laughs> That's true. All right, moving on. Gus Edwards signs a two-year, $10 million contract extension with the Baltimore Ravens. Not a small amount of money. And that's I know a lot. <laughs> that, that's a for Gus Edwards, that's a lot of money. That's, you know, <laughs> it's more than I would pay. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably more than 31 other franchises would pay. But I know the Ravens are really high on him. And personally, I think this kind of affects how I view J.K. Dobbins a little bit. Mm. I don't know. They just, if they're investing that much in the backup running back and they have a, gosh, what's that guy's, what's that guy's name? He went to Oklahoma State. Justice Hill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have him also. So they have three pretty solid options at running back. Could truly be a committee by all approach. <clears throat> I hope not. Well, I, uh, I feel like I Dobbins is going to take the next step this season, but it may be a late 
more of a late season boom. Yeah, so I'm kind of worried about. Okay, moving on to the big news. Julio Jones gets traded to the Tennessee Titans, natives of Nashville. This is uh, surprising. John kind of already talked about it a little bit, but you said you were kind of surprised. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised by it. Um, we all got the – I think we all gave our predictions and we all got our predictions wrong from – was that the last episode that we threw out there? I think I said no. the Packers. Yeah, it was. I think it was the last one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely anyways. did not see the Titans, but – no, it was like honestly, it was kind of a joke. I thought that the Titans were really in it, but then it comes out that a lot of teams weren't in it, and then it comes out that nobody offered a first round pick. That there was discussion of a first round pick being traded, but then it never was actually offered. So, <clears throat> very interesting. Um, I think the Titans paid a fair amount for Julio, and yeah. they. I saw a report that said Julio hasn't lost anything or something like that out of Tennessee. Um, so if that's true and he stays healthy, that could be really, really big for their offense. But fantasy-wise, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I think I deserve a little credit because I predicted uh, the Patriots were my number two team. So Why does that give you credit? Because that's where I thought he was going to go. And suppose, Apparently the Patriots were the the team, like if the Titans weren't interested, he would have gone to the Patriots. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, Ethan, what did you think about it? You know, I think he's – what they, they gave up a second, right? Second and a fourth. And a fourth. And a fourth. Got a sixth. That sounds about right. I mean, I, today I was looking at, at fellow journalist Pat McAfee, and he was saying that, Julio Jones has played uh, out of his last 160 games has played in 135, which I was kind of surprised by because I feel oh, like I think... Julio has a reputation of well, being injury prone, but he's, he does, but he's just listed as questionable going into the weekend. And then he always plays. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things where whenever you look at your roster from the start of the season, Julio Jones has the red Q. <laughs> yeah, always the whole year questionable. He didn't practice all week, but he's well, he's he caught thirteen balls for one hundred and seventy yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, so well, good for I mean, the Titans. Go ahead. I was just, oh, I was just gonna say that's a good value, but it does make me question the other teams that I mean, no, there's a lot of teams out there that could probably have given that up. So. A question that I would have for the fellow chumps is, do you think it was more of a, a compensation issue to the other team or taking on Julio's contract? I personally think it was the contract because I saw Peter Schrager said that a lot of Chiefs fans were like hitting him up like, oh, why didn't the Chiefs do this? Like this was not a ton to give up for him. And they basically said that Chiefs weren't comfortable paying all that money because we are sixth in cash flow this year and basically what that means is in terms of like signing bonuses and stuff so like when people convert gosh this is gonna sound so nerdy when people convert their roster like game salary to signing bonus the owner has to like pay that out immediately so they're sixth in that i don't think they wanted to uh to join anymore john do you have anything to 
to say? Uh, yeah. I mean, that I don't know. It's not shocking to me because his contract definitely is an issue, and the Chiefs will also need those draft picks um, next year's offseason because of the lack of roster players that we have in the coming years and the amount of money that we already have committed. So um, not shocked at the fact that, you know, that the Chiefs front office wasn't really willing to fork over that draft capital, which equates to two players and, you know, some money later on. Yeah, it just – it wasn't enough, I think, to justify it, which I totally understand. And, like, a second – like, that can turn into a big-time player, you know, especially for a contending team, so – you know who's a second-round pick? Who is that? Derrick Henry. So how does Julio coming to the Titans affect him, John? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't think Derrick Henry moves much. And I don't I, – no. I think he stays where he's at, which for me, I can't remember if I had him at fifth maybe. I think I might have had him at fifth for his lack of pass-catching ability, which – now I feel like it's even going to be lower. Um, oh, yeah, they got another. That doesn't help that option, right? In yeah. the slightest. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and the Titans ran the ball a lot. I think they ran the ball more than any other team in the league last year, actually. Um, so, if anything, I think his stock goes down a little bit. But again, still not worried about Derrick Henry. He'll be a great option for you next year. So I kind of. Hated on Derrick Henry. I had him at seventh. I'd probably move him up to six. Ooh, you're moving him up. Yeah, I'm it's moving true. him up because remember when I I don't even know if this was on the podcast or not, but you Nate and I were talking about how, and I was like, oh yeah, all people have to do to stop the Titans is basically yeah, stop Derrick <laughs> stop, Henry, yeah. stack the box, and double team AJ Brown. It's not easy. Well, uh, it, well, one, it is not easy, but I thought it was very feasible. Now it's uh, not so much feasible. So I don't think this allows them the opportunity to just stack the box. So that's kind of where I'm at with that situation. So I, I'd move him up a little bit. I still don't love him as my RB1 just because of the consistency and he won't, he doesn't catch. So that's my thing. But Ethan, you want to hop in real quick? Uh, I mean, my only take besides what you guys said is I think – I mean, obviously Julio going there is going to have to – it's going to make the other defenses have to spread out a little bit more. So maybe opening up the box a little bit for Derek. But I I honestly think I, – I kind of agree with John. I don't think he's going to move much. And if he does, maybe like down a peg or two. I'm not a big fan of taking Derek Henry with my first overall. I, I prefer somebody that – uh can both run and catch a little bit more out of the backfield. So uh, I, I am not that interested in him, but I think a lot of other fantasy players will be. Yeah, for sure. Hey, if people, if people are scared of him, I will happily take him at the turn or close to the turn with my first rounder and then come right back with somebody else. I, I would be very excited for like a Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey combination. Oh, yeah. I, do, I don't think he'd make it that far i don't but, think so either uh, it, like if you just happen to get in one which i could see like i could see him sliding if some other negative news came out like i don't know like we talked about taylor luan a little bit but like say that he tore his acl and he was out for the year if you were in a very knowledgeable league 
where people were aware of that and he slid. I could see it, but I don't think that'll happen. So I also just realized I checked sleeper um, and he is going fourth overall now. And I'm pretty sure before Julio Jones, he was going like fifth or sixth. So I know Devontae Adams has been at six, but I don't know. Devontae Adams is now at nine. Whoa. Maybe I'm thinking ESPN. Yeah, you're probably thinking ESPN because I think so. Anyway, yeah. I'll check ESPN. Still a, still a first-round pick. Well, how do you think this impacts Julio Jones? <clears throat> Julio, to me, um, solidified as a wide receiver, too. Um, yeah. I think that Tannehill is an upgrade over Matt Ryan. Um, but at the same time, I think that there is that <clears throat> lack of – I don't know what the right word is for it um, – lack of loyalty, I guess, between, you know, like the organization and Julio Jones. And so I think that definitely helped him when he was with Matt Ryan, that he was the go-to guy in the offense for so long. And so he continued to get target upon target upon target. But I do think that Tannehill is a good, healthy option for Julio, and he'll be fine for fantasy. He's just not – he's not that guy anymore, I don't think. According to the Titans, he's the guy. He's still the guy that he was – you know, two or three years ago when he was healthy and dominating. So um, definitely a good, you know, if you want to take a swing and potentially get a top 10 wide receiver in the, I don't know, I think he's going like in the fourth or fifth round. So uh, I just looked it up on ESPN. Um, On ESPN, Derrick Henry's number five, by the way. And Julio Jones, wow, he, I never had to scroll as far. He's going 41 overall right now. Wide receiver 17. I mean, that's a lot of value. I, <laughs> if you have the number one overall pick and you can get like Christian McCaffrey and, you know, whoever you take second, third round, and then fourth, fifth round, you get Julio Jones and somebody else. Like, if he's your second or potentially third wide receiver, you're doing pretty good. You're, you're doing pretty good. Cause I mean, it's still Julio Jones. You just. So I guess Chase will be the guy who drafts him then. Why do you think that? Because he's going to win next year. Well, that doesn't determine draft position. No, I'm just saying because Julio is such a good pick. And since Chase is going to win, odds are good, you know, that he'll end up with Julio. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I get get where you're going with that. I I can't help it that I'm right all the time. It's it's hard, I know. It's just one of those things. Well, how do you think this impacts – his other teammate, A.J. Brown, because I'm kind of down on A.J. Brown right now because of that. It, it, I'm interested to see what happens to the ADP. That really will how I feel on him completely because if he stays pretty high, I'm going to become less of a fan of A.J. Brown, which right now I'm a pretty big fan. I think that he still could have a very good year. Like, I think A.J. Brown very well in the season in Julio, even if they're both healthy all year. Sorry. Overall, 19 on Sleeper and on ESPN, overall of 24. See, I I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, I'll have to look at it more. But uh, I'm still a wide receiver, too. I don't think he's falling into that wide receiver three flex 
No. So, Ethan, what do you think about AJ Brown, Julio, either one on the Titans, and what it means for fantasy football? I guess I'm a little bit more bullish on AJ Brown. I I kind of like him as a uh, early to mid second rather than towards the end of the second or the third. I think he's really cool. Seems like a good dude too. <laughs> Um, Does that make a draft for teams based on if they're cool? I mean, I've got like three main metrics for drafting a player. It's are they on the Colts or the Chiefs? Do they seem <laughs> like a good person? And uh, how cool is that team's uniform? That's like pretty much it. Um, oh, and are they a rookie? So I guess it's four factors. If they're a rookie, that moves them up for you, right? Yeah. All right, Ethan, I, Ethan, you're taking Devontae Smith this year, putting in a pen. I think I've drafted a rookie running back almost every year I've been in the league. That sounds about right. Last year I had Jonathan Taylor. I've had Clyde. I had Kareem. I have, I've probably had other people. But, yeah. Um, I like rookies. Yeah, I like AJ. I think that he is definitely going – I think Julio is going to get into the game – a lot in the red zone, obviously, like he was down in Atlanta. And I think AJ is still going to be kind of like the deep threat and going down the field guy. I don't know who the Titans have at tight end because I want to say Johnny Smith left. Uh, Anthony Fisker. So they have nobody. Um, right, Fisker. That, yeah. I, I sure hope he's good at blocking. Um, but yeah, I, I like AJ Brown more than Julio. I think. I Anthony think Fisker. Just the fact that you had to like repronounce his name kind of means he's like irrelevant. As if that would help us, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, Fisker. Yeah. Now that makes sense. I didn't go into the season. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I like if they. I mean, if either one of those guys fell to me, I mean, I'm obviously taking AJ or Julio, but yeah. I. I don't know. Julio, he's been kind of hit or miss for me in the past. I want to say I've had him two different seasons. And you guys are right that every single game he's listed as questionable. So that's always kind of nerve-wracking when I have to uh, make that decision. I who I'm actually – I don't know how to feel about the whole situation is Ryan Tannehill. He, he obviously goes up, but when I looked more at the stats while you guys were talking – I. It made me. It just makes me feel down on both Jones and AJ Brown because I was looking in. Ryan Tannehill was the seventh best quarterback last year, but he was the 18th ranked quarterback in terms of pass attempts. So, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater threw more balls than him. Wow. I don't know. They didn't have great options last year. Yeah, I, I guess I just it. Their offensive coordinator left and actually went to Atlanta, which is very ironic. Mm. And I don't know what to make of it because I don't know what this new offensive coordinator style is like. Obviously, he has to be run first because with Derrick Henry, you kind of have to be. But but they also had a desire to go out and get Julio. So I mean, you know that yeah. like the fact that I don't. I mean, the fact that they were willing to fork over the most for him has to say something about their offensive strategy going into this season. Um, but I, I don't know. I see Tannehill as a top ten quarterback, and if there's one guy, if you are a 
take quarterback with your last pick outside of defense and kicker, Tannehill will probably be there, and he will probably be your best bet. I mean, he's a great pick with pick. So what is that? 13? 15 yeah. rounds, I think. Let me see. I'm pulling up ESPN. Maybe 16. Um, right now, he is going as quarterback 11. Ooh. I mean, anyway. in my opinion, he's Ryan Tannehill is just going to drop back like Uncle Rico on like every play <laughs> and just hurl the ball just down the field. Watch it. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Insert well, the uh, meme from Twitter about the dude throwing the basketball into the stands that I've seen a thousand times. Well, one one guy I think is impacted quite a bit is Matt Ryan. I'm very down on Matt Ryan now. Obviously, it's those Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, but I, I don't know. There's not a ton to get excited about with him. He's the 14th ranked quarterback right now, and he was the 12th fantasy quarterback last year with Julio Jones. I know they have a new um, OC. Arthur Smith from the Titans. So I think that'll help, but I just don't really know what to think about that. What are you, John? Um, yeah, Matt Ryan is not somebody who I want on my fantasy team. Um, you know, it, it's sad that, you know, he's at the end of his career and things are ending the way that they are for him, but uh, he's got two pretty good options and that's about it. And I don't see the Falcons having a great year this year sadly so um good for the future they got a couple picks but matt ryan is definitely on his way out yeah but one guy i am very high on now who i had on my fantasy team last year actually is calvin ridley um calvin ridley i mean what's there to say if you had him on your fantasy team you were very happy fifth ranked wide receiver last year ppr formatting of course he only missed one game. He had 143 targets and 90 receptions for 1,300 yards with Julio Jones on the team. Obviously, he didn't play every game, but he's still on the team. So, it could be it could be even better next year, Ethan. Call me crazy. I was just about – I mean – obviously not a hot take at all but yes i think calvin ridley will be very good next year i mean (laughs) the only thing that could mitigate any numbers he puts up is teams will just be able to tee up on him every single play because it's him and uh, i mean him kyle pitts and i couldn't even name another sure um yeah i couldn't even name another good uh skill player on the falcons so I think they're just gonna. He's gonna get doubled, and he he'll he'll have some success, I'm sure. But yeah, I think he. Uh, I, I I don't think he's gonna like explode or anything, but he's obviously still gonna put up good numbers. Yep, Calvin Ridley's gonna be really good. <laughs> uh, like John, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I I like Calvin going into this season a lot. I think he is uh, not being drafted early enough and i think he's definitely another guy that you can target in your drafts uh i think he could be a huge steal for you um taking him with your second pick if well taking him with your third pick is definitely a good option second pick you know that might be a little high but it depends on how much you believe in him so yep calvin ridley gets a great opportunity oh for sure but 
I does this I think this helps Kyle Pitts quite a bit, right? He but, gains the most from it out of anyone. I think so too, because going when they draft him, it's like, oh, okay, he'll be good, but they still have Jones and Ridley. And now, I think that right. I think that had to have played into the decision as well. Because like now it really gives Pitts a true opportunity to develop and see a real I mean a real amount of targets this season and like <clears throat> I don't know what kind of number to put on it for targets but like <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked for it to be in the 130 range now what yeah for Kyle Pitts yes really dude they're gonna throw a lot and who do they have at running back Mike Davis yeah like, well, dude I, I mean if you think he's gonna throw or get that many targets you have to have that tight end four right well, I mean, this changes a lot of things now. I mean, I, I could see uh, – I don't want to be too hot because I haven't given this a lot of thought, but I could see him being a tight end three. I could see him finishing above Waller. Really? I really could. Wow. Waller or Kittle won. I expect one of them to not have as great of a year as we anticipate. Ethan, are you that high on Kyle Pitts this year? As someone who – very passive college football fan and watched maybe 10 minutes of Kyle Pitts footage in my life. Uh, I think he'll be okay. I mean, literally everyone on ESPN is in love with him. And so, I mean, that's got to count for something. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll, I mean, I think he'll be good. It's all, I the only hang up with him. I mean, granted he is a rookie, which, you know, boost him up my board. But I don't know if he'll be. I don't know if he'll be ready to be like the guy in Atlanta, which it sounds like he might be forced into pretty quick. I don't okay. know. Like 130 doesn't seem like that much to me, that's, honestly. John, that's that's a lot. How many did you know how many Travis Kelsey got last year? But hear me out, okay? Yeah, he got one. He got 145. Hear me out. Okay. 130 divided by 17. That's seven oh, and a half God. a game. I always forget that there's 17 games now. Seven and a half. Like, that's, that's a lot, but, I mean, that's is a it? a lot. Yeah. They took him with the fourth pick. Like, just how I, you know, I associate the value and the expectancy that they have for Kyle Pitts in the offense and the Titans with giving up, you know, that value and draft capital to go get a guy like Julio Jones, like, I'm factoring that sort of thing into my thought process of, okay, like how much do they believe in this guy? And if you take him with your fourth pick, you really believe in him. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you trade away a guy like – how do you trade away a guy like Julio Jones? Like he wants out, sure, but, I mean, he's still Julio. Like yeah. the dude is just crazy. Like that's somebody who you don't get – trades like that don't really happen on the offensive side of the ball in the NFL very often. No, so not at all. Well, hey, I'm I'm all for it. But all right, well, what we have coming up next now that we've broken down the Julio Jones news quite a bit. Um, okay, before we go, what? Just a quick like one word answer. Are you comfortable with Julio Jones? Actually, we'll start with AJ Brown. AJ Brown, wide receiver one, two, or flex? John, comfortable. Yeah, Flex. after the trade. Flex. What? Not your wide receiver too. 
Not comfortable with it, no. Ethan. I would feel pretty good about him as my number two. I would say two as well. All right, what about Julio Jones? Two. Two? Okay. See, I think he would be – I'd feel a lot better with him as a flex. I'd be okay with him as my two because it's still Julio Jones. I think I know more more so what to expect from Julio rather than AJ because Julio That's is still Julio, and he still is going to demand the ball. AJ could fade. That's true. All right, well, we are going to cut to break, and we'll be right back after word from our sponsors. All right, welcome back, guys. We are back for the continuation of this episode. We are breaking down our AFC divisional predictions for this upcoming season. Yes. Ethan, give me one team real quick who could be a big surprise this year. I think In the AFC. this year. Right. I don't know if they would be a surprise, but I think – the Buffalo Bills will continue to progress and will be like a major contender in the AFC this year. They've always kind of gotten there, but they've had trouble last couple of years kind of getting over the hump. And I think they – I wouldn't be surprised to see them and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. <clears throat> Absolutely. I can definitely see the world where that happens as well. Leighton, one surprise team. Yeah, that's easy. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, baby. <laughs> They will – I think they'll surprise people finishing second in the division and miss out on the playoffs by a couple wins. Fair enough. Now, I think I think the Jags are probably a good pick, uh, probably as good as any of them in the AFC. Um, I don't know. There's There's a part of me that wants to pick the Dolphins to have a lot of success, and I think they will be better, but um, – I don't. I don't quite think they're ready for it this year. So, Not quite. No, I. I think they're probably still a year out. Yeah, I think so. Which I feel like I've said that. You know, I, I feel like I said that last off season, but th- I. I think this time they really are a year out. <laughs> it, well, it depends how good Tua plays. Oh, we we can get into that in a second. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> first, first division that we're going to jump into is the AFC West, home of. Hopefully, hopefully, the 2022 Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. Um, uh, John, I'm going to interject really quick, and I'm going to pass it to you. We are doing the AFC West first because ESPN always puts them dead last in every article ever. It could be what's the favorite, you know, barbecue food before a football game, and you have to scroll all the way to the bottom for AFC West. So we're doing them a respect and putting them first. Go ahead, John. I honestly didn't know that, but that's oh, it's so question. annoying! It's so <laughs> annoying. I guess I don't read ESPN enough, but, uh, oh, so but yeah, clearly hasn't go. affected you, Leighton. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, for my rankings going in the AFC West this year, I have the Chiefs in the first spot. Leighton also has the Chiefs. Go figure. And Ethan also has the Chiefs. So, guys, anything to talk about here? Uh, Revamped offensive line, so we're going to run the ball more, which will take a lot of the pressure off the defense, which I think will be better next year. And we still have the greatest player in the NFL. So, I don't 
I don't know how we're going to lose. Besides when we play Chad Henney. I said it. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a good team. Part of that pick is also how scared I am that I will get bullied if I do not pick the Chiefs first in everything. So, but I do think they will win the division pretty easily. There would, there would not be a second-guest appearance on the show if if you didn't pick the Chiefs. And it's this. not because of personal bias. It'd just be more of like, what are you on? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you guys have some uh, pretty crazy fans. I've met a couple of them. I maybe at one time was included in them. Uh, multiple of them know where I live, in fact. So, um, yeah, just for my safety, my family's safety, um, yeah, the Chiefs are going to win AFC West. Well, everybody <laughs> in our league knows where you live. So, Yep, that is true. Not not the first house I want to mess with, for sure. No, but... Ethan, your dad was a police officer. Thank you for your service, by the way. But yes. yeah, you're, thank you for thanking me for my service. No, no, not you, your dad. Yeah, because he's he's one of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and if he, if you put the Chiefs not first, he'd be, you know, upset. he did say he did say he would think about listening to this episode when I told him I would be on it. He'll be listening. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're excited for it. Okay. Second position. I have the Chargers. Ethan has the Chargers. And Leighton has the Chargers. So shocker, we're, shocker. We're, we're staying chalk so far. Um, personally, I, I kind of – so I actually – I did a prediction for their record as well. I'm not going to include it because that wasn't part of, uh, part of this segment. But – I am surprised at the number of wins that I gave them. It is lower than I expected, but I expect them to be a very good football team next year. I think Justin Herbert is the real deal. Austin Eckler being healthy all year long, assuming that he is. Yeah. Um, That is a big change for this offense, and that will be really, really beneficial for the Chargers. I think they'll be able to control the ball super well, which I thought they were very good at last year as well. Um, And then Keenan Allen, I mean, they, they just have a lot of, good pieces on offense. The loss of Hunter Henry definitely has an impact. I think that, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to say, and that might be a question to highlight here talking about the chargers. They got Jared cook. Jared kick. Uh, Do we expect Keenan Allen to have a better season, a worse season or stay very similar to what he had last year with the exit of Hunter Henry and potentially having Austin Eckler stay healthy this year. Catch me off guard on this one. I'll say a better season. Because he didn't even break 1,000 yards last year. Really? I would not yeah. have guessed that. He had 992 receiving yards. I mean, he's eight away. But... Ethan, what do, you, what do you expect from Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen, probably top three beard in the league. Um. Nice. After watching him on Hard Knocks last year, I became kind of a keen and truther. I kind of always undervalued him. Um, I think he will – I think he'll improve next year. I think a lot of that will just be down to Justin Herbert improving as a quarterback and hopefully improving his own haircut. Um, but, yeah, I think he'll be great. I think Keenan will uh, – I mean, I would definitely look at taking him pretty early on in terms of receivers. Um, no, Ethan, he's mine. He's going right now as the 32nd overall on sleeper, which I think is it's a good deal. It's a good I'll, take, I'll take that all day long, for sure. 
Actually, no, it's terrible. He's right, way yeah. too high. Yeah, definitely no. need to let him sink into like the sixth round, I think. Okay, no chance he gets failed. No. Now, no. now, now everybody knows we're fake. Yeah, we, we got got. As Marshawn Lynch would say, I'm going to get got, but I'm going to get mine more than I get got, though. And speaking of Marshawn Lynch, his team is going to be bad next year. <laughs> Interesting. The Raiders. Oh, okay. I, Not I thought... the Seahawks. Sorry, sorry. His he, most he, recent he finished... team. No, he finished up with the Seahawks. Oh, darn it. You're right. I need to do. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do three push-ups. Keep going without me. Nice. Love the effort. Uh, he actually is doing them, by the way. <laughs> uh, moving on in the third spot, we have the Denver Broncos. Uh, two and um, I think that comes down to quarterback play a lot. Uh, I'm a Drew fan. Um, to Mizzou for three years. Big. Yeah, yeah, I am. He can, though. He really he can. can. Uh, he can sling it to the other team, too. He did that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really at that. Anyway, um, I don't think this one's much of an argument either, really. I, I'll i say one thing before we move on to the next division. I almost put the Raiders above the Broncos, but really? I just looked at what the Raiders did. They basically have a whole new offensive line that – not many people besides Mike Mayock and John Gruden think is better than what they had last year. They still don't have a edge rush at all. I mean, they have two, like, decent pieces, but nothing good. Their defense didn't get a whole lot better. They lost Nelson Aguilar. It, I just – I don't get it. So, that's it. Ethan, anything to add? I think the Ponies and the Raiders will both be trash next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't argue it for sure. Remember when the Raiders drafted Cleveland Farrell with their fourth overall pick? I, I busted out laughing, actually. Oh, my gosh. And it was when the, my friend, like, one of my friends in college was with me. You can, you, you well, can it was a repeat. Year. Oh, my gosh. Why is his name? Is it Tevin Jenkins? Was that who no, they drafted? They drafted Alex Leatherwood. Oh, that's right. Alex Leatherwood. Anyway, kind of a very similar situation where the guy there, 20, 25. Well, maybe not Cleveland. Objectively anyway. cool name, though. Cleveland? Alex Leatherwood. What? Sounds like a strong lineman right there. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that does. Yeah. Plus, he went to Alabama, right? He did. You know, Nick Saban's not producing any scrubs, so. Well, that's my college football take. Alabama go. has Alabama has good football players. Yeah, that's picked up in the ten minutes of college football he watched. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the north of AFC. It's a clean sweep again. We need to get more creative next week, guys. Um, the Bills, we all have them number one. Who wants to talk about why the Bills are better than everybody else in the NFC least? Wait. The AFC least? East. Um, I'll yeah, least. Least. See, least. Uh, Josh. 
Uh, Stephon Diggs is also very good. And they might have the most underrated receiver football, Cole Beasley, um, in all of fantasy football, I should say. Um, he's a very, very, very good sleeper to take a look at uh, late in your drafts. He's normally available way down there. And he's actually very, very valuable. Um, no, I think the Bills are uh, a solid team offensively. I think they're going to continue to progress. And uh, defensive side of the ball, I think they're very solid as well. So I think they have the makeup of a championship contending team. I would agree. So number two is where we switched off a little bit. Ethan and I had the Patriots. John had the Dolphins. Uh, I just think the Patriots will be back unfortunately, in the playoff contention because they still have Bill Belichick. They're getting like five or six starters back on defense. And they added some weapons on offense, for, even though two of them are tight ends. But that's okay. Every weapon counts. And they're going to they're gonna do what they did with, the, with Tom Brady. They're just going to run the football and then throw like short to intermediate passes to the tight ends and control the whole game that way. So kind of worked out for him you know can't complain well i can't complain but their fans can't complain just to throw this out there this does come down to week 18 for me because i have one game separating the dolphins and the patriots and week 18 is dolphins patriots miami and i think the dolphins will win that'll be a good game Mm -hmm. it's better than whoever the chiefs are playing their third stringers against so that's the only reason you have the dolphins head Yep, it's just that they play week one and they play week 18. That's odd. I, I yeah. don't think they do that often. Yeah. Um, and fourth, we all have the Jets, um, not surprisingly. So. Oh, and 17. Coming they in. are not going on 17. They'll win one game. They'll win a few. Maybe two. Mm, they'll be better than the Texans. They'll have a better record than the Texans. Uh, the, they, Deshaun, they play each other. If Deshaun sure. plays... They will I'm, not. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that the Jets and the Texans play each other. Well, we'll see what happens. I'll look it up. The stinker rule. It would be tough for Deshaun to throw the ball from jail. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, AFC North. We. Uh... Sorry, I should I should have holstered the hot take down before I got on the podcast. Uh... Sorry, just goes can off. We, we just de- talk about football, fantasy football. That was a desk pop of the uh, hot take gun right oh there. You know, Ethan, why do you like the Browns to win the AFC North like John and I? Um, honestly, just because everyone else says that the Browns are good, and I'm kind of taking their word for it. <laughs> so, I mean, they seem fine. I don't know. I've never watched a Browns game because they've objectively been bad my entire life, except for like you have watched a Browns game. You watched the, the Chiefs, Chiefs spank the Browns. Okay, I don't remember watching any Browns games. You watched oh, Chad Henney spank the Browns in the playoffs last year. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Also, an update. The Jets and the Texans do play each other, and that is in week 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Week 11, Jets at yeah. Texans. Stay away and not watch that. Uh, okay in second place we had the ravens overall because john and i took baltimore 
Ethan is feeling um, pretty big about the steel curtain of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is there a, any reason in particular, Ethan, you feel so? I just think the Steelers get counted out a lot in the AFC North, especially when, ben, <clears throat> when Big Ben started to kind of be on the rocks this last year or two. And I don't know, they always seem to find a way to pull it together at some point. And I think the Bengals will be bad, and I don't think the Ravens will live up to the hype. So kind of just by default, I think the Steelers will be good. You know, John, I'm not going to lie. I almost had the Bengals as second or third just to throw something out there. But Yeah. I think think they're going to be bad. I think they could be surprisingly decent. They'll have a top 10 pick in the draft next year. I put money on them, so I hope they're surprisingly decent. What kind of of money, theoretical money, did you put on them? No, it was real money. I went to Arkansas and I. Oh. There's a casino down there. It was all all legal. All right. Um, In Hot Springs, if anybody's curious. Um, Got a niche they can't scratch. (laughs) Yep. But I think it was an over under, and I think the over under was five and a half. If I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I took the over. I have to double check. Brenda, Nate also took the over, by the way. So interesting. I, I don't know. I think they'll be better. If Joe Burrow is healthy, I think they could be pretty good. Fair okay. enough. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> pretty good in terms of the Bengals' realistic outcomes. Yeah. Pretty good. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. All right. Last one. I know I know somebody's excited about the AFC South. So Ethan, I'm gonna let you take it away with this one. So obviously <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast has heard the attacks that have come against me You're and fine. my second favorite NFL team. Which they they are my second favorite. Don't get it twisted. But I think the Indianapolis Colts will pretty much run away with the AFC South title next year. Ethan, is the Colts under your favorites tab on the ESPN app? They are not. Okay, that, that makes me feel better. Well, is there any reason in particular you picked the Colts or is it just because everybody else is a, it's kind of a mess? Um, partially because the rest of the teams are kind of a mess, but also I think Carson Wentz being reunited with Frank Reich. They uh, obviously had some success together back in Philly, so I think Carson Wentz might find himself again. And I think the – I mean, I took Jonathan Taylor last year. He was very good. I think he will only get better. And he did really good for your team. Huh. You know, he was a bright spot. Um, <laughs> In a very dark place. <laughs> that was kind of a stray bullet right there, Leighton. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the Colts are a – I mainly just like them because they're a young team that is run pretty well. They don't really mess up a lot of uh, their business decisions. And so I think they're kind of an exciting team. And, yeah, I think just kind of by default, I don't think the Titans are, even though they added Julio, uh, I don't think they're head and shoulders above anyone else. And I don't think the Texans or Jags are that great. So I think the Colts will be pretty good. So I – we all picked the Colts. But I think Chris Ballard is one of the most underrated general managers in the NFL. I think he's like a top five general manager, along with Brett Beach. So that's not 
you know. They're both really good. Came from Kansas City in the Andy Reid tree, but he he just builds the roster. So, like, they still have a ton of cap space, and they're going to win their division. I don't understand it. They, uh, they have a pretty good defense. I worry about their pass rush a little bit because I don't even know if I could name an edge player because DeForest Buckner plays D-tackle. They just but, added somebody from Michigan. That oh, yeah. Quid, Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. They drafted him. That's right. He seems cool. He got, His mom retired, so he, seem, he he gets his good guy points for me. Oh, you're going to take him in fantasy? I wish. Yeah. Layton, or Ethan, he, he already has his jersey, so, you know. Yeah. It sounds like Leighton low-key wants to hop on the Colts bandwagon <laughs> with me. He uh, has some glowing words about the Colts organization. Well, they're run really well, and for you know, after Peyton Manning left with Andrew Luck, it was only good because of Andrew Luck. So I'm, I just appreciate that they're like if Andrew Luck was on this team right now, I think they would be the second best team in the AFC easily. But it all honestly. So the thing that scares me about the Colts, I almost picked the Colts instead of the Browns for that answer for the question a couple weeks ago, where the who's the biggest threat to the Chiefs. And it's because they have Eric Fisher. And yeah, it's Eric Fisher. We're all Chiefs fans. But he's a solid left tackle. And once he gets healthy, like early mid part of the season, I could see them just starting to get hot and really just dominating football games with running the ball. Um, and so they could, they could, I could definitely see them running away with this division. But you know, the team that will give them the most trouble is not the Titans, the Jaguars, but we have the Titans number two. As John and Ethan just are buying into the hype, right, John? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think I'm a bit of a Titans truther even before the Julio Jones trade. Um, <clears throat> I think I give a lot of credit to Mike Va- Mike Vrabel and uh, the offense that they have there. Um, it's it's impressive because of how much they run the ball, but it's impressive because how they're able to control the tempo of the game, unlike any other team. And um, a game that I <clears throat> specifically remember that was extremely aggravating as a Chiefs fan was our loss to them on the road. I don't think it was – I think it was two years ago now, later on in the season. Extremely, extremely aggravating. And that was Mahomes' first game back, I think, from injury. Um if I remember correctly, I'm pretty no, sure. No, we were at home. We were at home for that game. Not, not, okay. So the one I'm thinking of was definitely on the road. Anyway. Well, that's, we, that's the playoff game. Sorry, sorry, sorry. How do you guys remember stuff like that? It was extreme. It sucked <laughs> to watch live. I mean, like, you could just feel it coming that the Titans were going to win. It was awful. Um, but anyways, I think that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I think yeah, I, I'm so sorry. I was going to say. You're so right. Go ahead. Keep okay, going. Yeah. Um, the jump anyway. throw game. Yes. Yeah. To McCall yes. Harmon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyways. I, I need a hobby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I think that's why that they're a dangerous team because they have the ability to control the ball with uh, their offense mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it hasn't given them a lot of success in the playoffs so far, but I could, as if they get there, they're never a team that I really want to play. Like, I yeah. think they just pose a threat to pretty much anybody that they're facing, including the Chiefs. The, I, I honestly do kind of worry about the matchup against them since they have Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, two really good wide receivers. Obviously, Legereus Need can lock down any wide receiver in the NFL. Well, but 
Charveris, what do you mean, well? Hey, not any receiver. Oh, dude, he's he he's good. Yeah. And I just struggle. I just think whoever, if the Titans end up playing us, they just run the ball and then target whoever Charveris Ward's covering could in disaster. But anyway, I had the t- Jaguars as number two. And uh, we'll talk about that in a second. And I just have them going number two. Um, everybody else has them three. If they had a better overall roster, I'd be more bullish, but they don't. What, 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 what's that reaction for you, then? Oh, if their team was just better, I would say they're going to play, they're going to win more games. Called well, out. <laughs> okay. I think they have the potential. The potential. I was about to say, they would, I think they have the best quarterback in the division, but then I remember Deshaun Watson is still playing. So, um, allegedly. You think Trevor Lawrence is better than Ryan Tannehill right now? Yeah. If you were starting a franchise today, or if you had to pick a player for, you can't, yeah, you can't just for do one that. game, you'd pick Ryan Tannehill? I think so, yeah. Okay, not on the respective teams, a blank roster. You'd pick Ryan Tannehill. Because I haven't seen Trevor Lawrence play an NFL game? Yes. You know, that's a good point. But I'd take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> he's, he's if, I'm, if I'm being safe, like, I just want to win one game. Like, I think I can dink and duck my way to a win with Ryan Tannehill. Oh, but then you just take Tom Brady. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm putting the shots now. Boom, roasted. <laughs> but he's obviously hyped up as they've come <laughs> – and I, I don't think their defense is going to be good at all, but I think they'll, they'll – in an odd way, they'll remind me of the Chiefs of two years ago where they just played offense and just didn't play defense, and that'll beat some teams. So that's what I'm thinking. And then last we had the Texans fourth. Go figure. Anybody want to I mean, it basically all comes down to if Deshaun is playing. If he's playing, I still have them fourth by a large gap. Just, yeah. just to make sure that the fantasy chumps avoid any legal liability, I feel like we should disclaim that all of his charges are just alleged at this point. He hasn't exactly. been convicted, but it's a lot of people. Innocent until proven guilty. That's all true. Right, oh, Ethan's trying to become a lawyer. So. That is true. Well, I don't, I don't think <laughs> I heard, he's going to play much. I heard Watson needs a strong defense if yeah. they're available. <laughs> he needs a de- good defense on the field and off the field. <clears throat> yeah. So, one other thing we wanted to do before we close this episode out, we all picked the three wildcard playoff teams we think we're going to, that we also think are going to make the playoffs in accordance with our division winners. Ethan, as the guest, why don't you uh, go, uh, go ahead and get started? Who are so your three my, wildcard teams? My three wildcard teams that are going to play in some wild games on a wildcard weekend are. <laughs> Wild. The not San Diego Chargers, but the Los Angeles <coughs> Chargers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Tennessee Titans. Such a Steelers fan. Any of those you want to talk about why they're going to make it? or is it good? Basically, okay. I just thought they were – this is going to be some groundbreaking NFL commentary, but they were the three best teams – that I don't think are going to win their division. 
Wow. Groundbreaking. I never would have guessed that. No, the, the Chargers are the one I'm a little iffy about. I think they're good. It kind of depends on how weak the other divisions are. And if, yeah. just, if the other divisions <clears throat> just beat up on each other, then I could see the Chargers losing out. But I think the Steelers, I mean, like I said before, they always kind of are in the mix. And I think the Titans are almost a lock to be a wildcard team. John? Um, for my wildcard teams i have the chargers ravens and titans um the dolphins i don't know it's it's gonna be close barely Um, missing out again yeah kind of kind of the story of their franchise um as of recent years but um i think the chargers are a major threat if they get into the playoffs just because herbert has the ability to put up huge numbers unlike a lot of quarterbacks in the nfl um and so I think Herbert can change any playoff picture um, instantly. And one way to kind of look at the divisions <clears throat> from a wild card team perspective is if you're looking at your teams, I think the AFC West presents the only division where the wild card team will only lose both games to one team, if that makes sense. So of oh, all the yes. other, yeah, yes. So of all the other divisions, I you think the first and second team in other divisions will split the games? Right. Yes. Besides right. the Chargers, you think they're going to Exa- lose? Yes. Both yes. Times I teams. think they will lose both to the Chiefs. Of everybody else, I think Browns, Ravens, they split. I think Bills, Dolphins, or no, Dolphins are out, so that's not included. I think that the Dolphins will lose both to the Bills, but I think Colts and Titans will also split. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's an interesting way to think of it. I agree, yeah. kind of. I went a different route. I chose Chargers, Patriots, and Jaguars. Hot take. Hot take. I Won't almost happen. I almost put the Ravens instead of the Chargers, but you know, I thought why not go with the Jaguars? It's June, so my main reason was the Chiefs. Or sorry, the Chargers are gonna get four guaranteed wins against the Broncos and the Raiders. So that just made them the easy lock. That's how I look at it. Cause like John looked at it, the two versus the one, I look at it, not only the two versus one, but the three and four. So the reason, part of the reason I don't love the Ravens is I could see them honestly splitting with every other divisional opponent, if not just losing outright to the Browns twice. So that's, you know, that's like four losses immediately from the get go barring something doesn't even happen. And then the Patriots, I think they'll beat the Jets twice. I honestly think they'll beat the Dolphins twice. So I think it's uh, – actually, they might split with the Dolphins. But either way, I think they would split with the Bills too. So, Quick question that just popped into my head. If you are the Chiefs and you don't get the one seed, who would you rather play, the Chargers or the Titans in the first round? Probably the Chargers. Because I feel like they, I feel like beating the Chargers in a one-off game would be easier than beating the Titans in a one-off game. Dude, that's hard. I, I'm going to say the Titans because the Chargers have the better quarterback. I think I would say the Titans also because I would be assuming that the Chiefs beat the Chargers in both games in the regular season, and I hate those playoff matchups. Oh, they're the worst. I hate them. And hate then you them. get the announcers like, "Well, coming into this game, you know." Yeah. The Colts beat the Titans twice in the regular season. Yep. You know how hard it is to win a three games, Third, yeah. Tony. 
So oh man, it's so hard, Jim. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm gonna predict all the plays and I'm gonna piss everybody off. But man, am I doing? Am I looking good doing it and raking in the dough? He does look good doing it. <laughs> you want to do your uh, Chris Collinsworth impression while we're at it? No, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> just to end off the, I have the Jaguars because I think they get a guaranteed two wins against the Texans, obviously, and then I think they split with the Colts and the Titans. So. Depending Fun on fact. how good, huh? Fun fact: Jacksonville, biggest city in the U.S. in terms of square uh, miles covered. Really? Yep. What? How? Well, okay. I, no, I I can see it. I can see it. Wow! I really just brought this <clears throat> podcast to a screeching halt. You did. <laughs> I don't know. See, I would even think about St. Louis because it's technically St. Louis County. No, but St. Louis is small because it's dense. I feel like Jacksonville is not that dense, but it's still semi highly popular. Or yeah, I guess they're yeah, I guess it's not St. Louis County because it's all there are so many suburbs. Yeah, there's huh. nine hundred three, hey, nine basically nine hundred four thousand people that live there in Jacksonville, which is if you go by the city lines, that is more than Tampa, Miami, Orlando. By a long shot, and it's more huh. than Charlotte. So and that has been your weekly geography lesson. That's going to be on trivia night this week. Sorry, but yeah, the Jaguars. I think will they have a last place schedule also? So not only do they get to play the Texans twice, they get to play the Jets, the Bengals, and the Broncos. And I think they beat all of them, with maybe the exception of Denver. So. I just look at that, and then when they go play the uh, the extra NFC game, it's also a last place team. So I think it's just a good s- schedule setup because you know not all the schedules are even. So that is yeah. true. That's uh, because oh, the Titans have a tough schedule because they won the division. There was somebody else too that I noticed as I was going through that had a really tough schedule, and for the life of me, I can't remember who it was. It's probably the Ravens. It might have been. It was rough. Because the Ravens won the division last year. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Oh, I looked this up, John. I'm not sure. I feel like it was probably the Ravens. It is, it's definitely the Ravens because they won the division last year. Let's see. I okay, like week, go ahead. week one, New Orleans. Week two, Carolina. Football team. Oh, wait, that's regular season. I'm dumb. Week one at – Vegas Raiders, week two, the Chiefs. Okay, then it's the Lions, the Broncos. Then it's the Colts, Chargers, Bengals, Vikings, Dolphins, Bears, Browns, Steelers. Browns, that wasn't it. Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers. Was it the Colts? Could Colts won the division last year, right? No, the Titans did. Mm. I guess I was just trying to speak that into existence. Probably. Right. Well, uh... Yeah, we're not going to go through every single Oh, no, we're not. (laughs) All right, well, John, you want to wrap us all up? Hey, thanks for listening, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Um, It'll be interesting to see how these predictions play out. Um, Just a quick recap. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, AFC West, AFC North, Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, AFC East, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, AFC South, Colts, Titans, Jaguars, Jaguars, Texans. So, yeah, it'll be fun to – we need to do, like, a reaction show after the season. We need to come back and and see, you know, 
It's too Dude, bad we won't be, have Nate on here. That'd be so fun. We'll just have Nate fill his in. We can do that. Yeah, and Ethan will mm-hmm. will have you on as a special guest as long as you stay loyal to the Chiefs throughout the throughout the season. So uh, I'll try my best. Yeah, Ethan, it was fun having you on, guys. Can I give myself it. a shout out. Give yourself a shout out. Sure. Go for it. So if you've enjoyed uh, my fantasy takes today, feel free to follow me on Instagram at, at Schrader Ethan. That's S C H R O E D E R E T H A N, all one word. Um, yeah, and uh, I just want to say thanks for letting me into the inner circle of the chumps. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, I'll keep shooting in questions that will not get answered. And we have answered have a good time. both your questions. We have. Okay, but you didn't seem happy about it. Oh, I was, I was thrilled about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm thrilled with anybody sends in a question. This is some revisionist history right now, but (laughs) I've I've had a good time. All right, well, we're glad to hear it. All right, guys, signing off. Thanks for listening again, and we will catch you guys next week. Thanks, guys.